Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay. I haven't... Um, I do have to confess something to you, Paul. Right. I haven't tweaked the music yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey there. The Pack Filler Podcast is about to begin. You can always follow the show through Instagram, Twitter, and even Facebook if you're still into that sort of thing. The show is streamed live every Tuesday <laughs> at 6 o'clock Pacific on our Pack Filler Productions YouTube channel, as well as on the Podbean app. You can call the show directly from Podbean and chat along in the discussion on both platforms. Now let's get to the Pack Filler Podcast. And before beginning, Gooder Sunglasses people, style, fit, function, and affordability. Not only do you get polarized lenses and no-slip frames, but you also get style. A good joke now and then, all wrapped into a budget that allows you to buy a shitload more. You could throw a pair to the fans if you wanted to. You could be that kind of a person. We aren't the UCI. You could wear a different pair for every stage of a weekend stage race if you wanted. The ideas are freaking endless. Check out Gooder.com today. Team members, if you're a team member, you're getting a free pair in May, and that deal's, that window's closing. Um, and if you are a team member, I actually might take photos of the sunglasses and allow you to pick your style of the flavors we have. Flavors we have. I said flavors. <laughs> also, thank you to Scratch Labs and Athletic Brewing, the perfect during and post practices for yours truly. No, really, I suck down Scratch during the ride to keep me going, and uh, Athletic, after a while, I'm checking out my Strava PRs. I posted that the other day. My post-ride ritual is to open an athletic, sit in my dining room table, put my feet on the table. My wife doesn't even get mad at me. And I check out my PRs. You know, that's 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 the that's the that's the glory I'm living in, man. I'm not fucking around. I get to do that. She gives me the look, but I'm like, it's my table too. Then she goes, You're an idiot. I go, I know. Tell me something I don't know. Duh! <laughs> no fucking shit. <laughs> hey, let's do this Monday, April 19th. The weather's getting warmer. I have sunburn on my calves. Uh, the beers are poured, and it is Molly Day. And I'll talk about that here in a little bit. With me are, once again, the members of the Pack Filler. First and foremost, according to your comments, he's the star from last week's show. 
as well as the true source for cycling curmudgeonry on the pack filler, Mr. Paul, <laughs> death before disc, Maine. How are you, man? I guess I'll be dying soon. <laughs> Second, just coming off a successful run as Professor Plum in the stage virtual performance of Clue, as well as soon-to-be college graduate, Mr. Barbag himself, Jackson Bulger. How are you, dude? Yes. Hello. Uh, <laughs> what a lovely introduction and yes i as i commented on the facebook post this is the way when it comes to him this is the way this is the way uh third i'm gonna say this even though he's not here because i never know if if he's gonna show up or not i'm writing this the morning before the show date this is what i'm actually writing i i I wrote i'm writing this the morning before the show date so i'm not sure if he'll be here or not but he's probably got some lessons to hand out to all of us in regards to spring weather on the west side of the state welcome mr i told you so jack broadhead Oh, but he's not here. Yeah, but he's not here. Because I think the weather was good over the training camp weekend when we were supposed to go, but we didn't. Lastly, I'm the guy who pushes the buttons, makes socks and mugs, and licks every stamp that Team Packfiller receives. How about that for a visual? I'm Mr. Too Many Toys, Pat Bulger. Hi, Pat. Hi. (laughs) Hey, let's start with some congratulations. It doesn't have anything to do with cycling, but I wanted to applaud Sir Jackson Bulger for his role in the most recent performance in in Clue. For those of you old like me, you know what Clue is. A fun show, especially if you're old and you remember the game and the movie. Uh, Jackson, I I asked you this before we went live. Um, First, how's, how's college with the end in sight, man? It's, um, you know, it's exciting. I, uh, sorry, I need to grab my keys. Jimmy's going for them. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, it's, it's an exciting feeling, you know, it's weird, uh, knowing that in a little less than two weeks time, well, a little over two weeks time, I, um, won't be doing what I've done since I was five years old. Yeah. I won't have to go to school anymore. So that's, it's a little freaky, but exciting. Um, don't exactly know what the future holds, but. Hell, who does? <laughs> Not any of us. Not any of us. I hate to pull back the the true reality of adulthood, but it's like we're making this shit up as we go. Anybody who says they don't is lying. Let's be honest, right, Paul? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Okay, just yeah, making sure. Yeah. Um, I question I have to start every every show with. Um, how'd the ride week go, people? Um, Jackson, since we got you as the center of attention, you want you want to tell us how it went? You had Tech Week, and for those people who don't know the theater world, the week before a show goes up is fucking chaos. It is just long nights. It's absolute lunacy. You can go. Yeah, you can just. Yeah. So. Um... Ah, yeah, like you said, this week was a pretty busy one, as we saw from last week. Uh, My voice was not penetrating your earlobes through your headphones, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I, yeah, it it took a lot of time out, but I um, have learned to prioritize every Tuesday and and Thursday is um, my ride day, except for tomorrow when I'm I'm getting the first one tomorrow. Oh, Um, you are? First shot? Yeah. Yeah, first one tomorrow, so... Uh, we'll see how Tuesday goes for tomorrow, but yeah, Tuesdays and Thursdays is my ride day. And then my girlfriend and I, it was really nice here in Portland, eighties. Uh, so we went out both days, uh, on the weekend, well, Friday and Saturday, but got a lot in. Yeah. Shit. Not bad. And I like that you're prioritizing, you, you know, you're getting the dates down and you're getting the shot. So that's going to be interesting. If, if you're anything like most people, I think it's sore shoulder day. Yeah, just make sure to rotate that shoulder afterwards yeah. to make sure the uh-huh. muscle gets you or whatever. 
Pfizer or Moderna, bro? Whatever they got. That out. It won't be J and J. Yeah, <laughs> it probably won't. Uh, Paul, how'd you how'd your ride week go, man? It went pretty good. Yeah. On Saturday, we had a great one. Shit, dog, we had a good yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, it was um, good mileage and some elevation there. And uh, I ended up with eighty something, just over eighty, and one foot shy of five thousand feet of climbing. Which I find curious. I should have just lifted my bike I, I when I got it. Live farther down the hill. Yeah. And I had less, I had like, I think, a hundred and some feet less than you did. So either Wahoo or Garmin are lying. I might have been swerving. Yeah, you, you were <laughs> paper boy on some yeah. of the hills. Yeah, oh, I, I might have been doing that. Yeah, I'm up that 100 feet. But give me the 5,000 feet, would you? Just, yeah, I will. Just I, I, I'd prefer that. I was going to say you were going to give me your old, one of your old. I am. Yeah. It's right over is there. It the Don't Wahoo? Is yeah. the one that you just used? Yeah. I'll take that one because I get more elevation that way. They're shit. Yeah. That's a great yeah. <laughs> We're all switching to Wahoo because it makes us better climbers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. Any other days? Uh, no. So the following day, I, I plan on sneaking out. I um, try and grab a real quick, like 25, 30 miles. Wiki. But um, uh, it was my mom's 88th birthday. And there was a few things that I neglected to take care of when we got back from our ride. For some reason, Whoa. I seemed a little tired. I'm, I was Selfish thinking I could prick. get it done before the ride, and I yeah. didn't. So, um, yeah, I. And my mom said uh, she's not going to live past eighty nine. So this is her eighty eighth birthday. Jesus. So I had to show up. You know, <laughs> that's I'm my mom. Still wrapping my head around that. Was that a smart ass <laughs> no, comment, or no, is she she's like, like I'm, I'm out done? Here. Yeah, really tapping out. Yeah, wow. But I don't know how she can control that, but we'll, well find out. You huh? never know, you know. Stay tuned. She, she buys a sports car. <laughs> yeah. Drives it off uh, the She has an 03 uh, Subaru. It's got like 300,000, so that might be the way well, she's going to go. Probably get 40 to 60 miles an hour before you hit a yeah. big cliff or <laughs> something no like brakes. that. No brakes. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Jesus. Well, mm-hmm. um, I did it. Don't get angry. Don't Don't hate on me. I did a Zwift race on Tuesday. And I, I did it because I'm trying to find race effort for uh, speed work there. That was a burp, in case anybody didn't know it. <laughs> There's my other one. Um, trying to find race kind of intensity. And I don't have somebody who will motor pace me or something like that. And so I was just like, okay, those aren't bad. I could probably do those a little bit until the the Wednesday night mountain bike series starts here. And I could use that for some intensity. And so I did that on, on, on Tuesday. And I do want to say that I won my first Swift race, everybody. Yay. I won my first Swift race. In Group B, too. In Group B. Wow. Yeah. I'm not going to mention that there were only four people at the start line. <laughs> you just did. <laughs> I, yeah, fuck. Mike's on. I did. There were only four people in the race. And um, <laughs> it was it, – I, I was kind of hanging out, and then I, the guy, the, this is for the Zwifters out there. The guy, one guy, he powered up. He did like an aerodynamic power up with like 600 meters to go and just launched. And I don't power up, first of all, because I'm on a Apple TV. And second of all, it's like, it's, I'm, I'm not playing video game style here. I'm just fucking riding my bike. And so I was sprinting, and you guys... I'm not bragging here, but I caught the dude and my screen went completely dark like the end of the race, right at the line. I beat him by one one hundredth of a second. Wow. I mm-hmm. did a wout. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. 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 Is he contesting the the, the finish? I don't know. He's protesting. Yeah, he, guy lives in Portland. Oh. So, Jackson, you know, somebody's oh. looking you up and pounding on your door going, are you the bulger who beat me, motherfucker? <laughs> Something exactly. like that. He might be. You know, they try and find out. Uh, th- uh, Wednesday, I did weights and I, d- I did yoga on Wednesday. Good man. Yeah. And I've got, I've got to. Um, after our long ride on Saturday, my back's been sore for like the last two days. And I'm like, I got to loosen and stretch and, and strengthen this shit up. So, uh, that was good. I did, I did, um, uh, yoga through the Sufferfest and I figured out how to do it. I think I told you on the ride, mm-hmm. Paul, I figured out that I have to actually put, I have to stream it from my iPad. I put my iPad on the floor in front of me and then I stream it also to the TV, which is above me. So no matter what pose I'm in, I can see <laughs> Abby Carver, the host of, of the of the video, and and I, I can I can keep up with her because my dyslexia, and I'm not making fun of dyslexics. Fuck you. Look it up. I, I dealt with dyslexia as a kid, so I can claim mm-hmm. this. And she's just like, put your right ankle over your left earlobe and twist it to the right with the lefted right. And I'm just going, what? I can't keep up with her. And so I have to look up at her and break the pose. And by then she's on to something completely different and I can't keep up with it. And so it just, it bugged, it bumped me out. I got to get, I got to get to the yoga for cyclists. I got to, I got to do that one a lot more. I think he, he works a little slower, a little more kind of time in the poses and things like that. Yep. So I think it's good and I got to do it. Uh, Thursday I did some hill repeats, just nothing too big. And um, Saturday, that long ass ride, man. We did, you know, four and a half hours at least. I think it was, was kind of windy. Yeah, and uh, rode the course for states, which I was mm-hmm. really excited. Districts, sorry, yeah. The USA Cycling people are going to yell at me. Uh, and and that was that was a great ride, man. It was like I said, a lot of a lot of climbing and kind of fun. And I discovered something over the weekend that um, if I drink wine the night before a ride. My head gets a little sore, and I don't perform as well as I thought I would. So uh, there's a little lesson for you. You might want to experiment with that, everybody out there. Um, the cola brand cola so many times. Yeah, yeah, it's the cola brand cola. You can just suck those down all night. Hey, uh, Jackson, did you have any advancements on the event promises? Because that was supposed to be last week, but you weren't with us to say the events you were going to sign on the dotted line and do. Or have you not had time? Uh, I mean, of course, time is uh, fleeting, of course. Uh, sure. But I think when I'm uh, there uh, in Spokane, I think I want to uh, participate in the Wednesday night race. Um, oh, cool. Like a mountain bike race. Uh, and then there are some Portland races here that I really want to do. Um, of course, I haven't like put any uh, names on the dotted line yet because they were postponed to May. Um, oh, but. Okay. Yes, I think those will be something because I am someone who gets anxious in those type of settings, and I gotta commit because I've only ever done a race where you've been there, Dad. So yeah, I gotta do one by myself. I gotta. And it'll be an interesting dynamic, you know, because I I don't know if you're like me, but when I go to a race all by myself and I don't know anybody there, I feel kind of awkward and. And I'm the kind of person that at any given point in time, if I'm like going, I bet I could get out of here and nobody notice and I could just leave. (laughs) Really? Do you guys do that? No. I've done that before. I've been just like. For other things, not a bike race though. Really? Yeah. But, okay. I used to, I mean, 
I used to go to bike races not knowing anybody all the time. Yeah. You know, so. Jackson, don't be your father. No. Go for it, man. Oh, please don't be your father. (laughs) Please don't be. Enough of that (laughs) shit. Yeah. Yeah. One's enough. Yeah. Um, I do want to make it known that um, I said this to you, Paul, in a text Mm -hmm. that I have decided that my sole goal in the month of August is is to make sure that you get high up in the in the district crit and road race as as humanly possible. I would put money on that. I want to. No, I'm, I'm just. I was thinking about that when we were riding because I said, "Wait, are we the same age category mm-hmm. now?" Because I'm used to these five year increments. That's yeah. how far I've been out of the picture. But it's like shit. Okay, I we can actually be teammates on this. Mm-hmm. You know, and and yeah. so I was like, and Jack, yeah, and Keith, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so. Sorry, Jackson. You don't get, to, but you can still race the the race, but you can't race with yeah. us. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, and I want I want to bust my ass off for you. Um, I also want to add a toast before we get to the news. Um, for those of you at the intro, if you were in the scene in the '80s and '90s in Spokane, Washington, you know why I say today is Molly Day. For those unknowing of the legend that was Molly Bulger, she was affected, effective, affectionately. Wow. That was a tough mm. word. Affectionately known as the bitch behind the bullhorn. <laughs> <laughs> I could say this because this was my sister, and she actually took it as a term of endearment because she would she be would. the one at, at races with a bullhorn yelling at Davis Finney to put his fucking helmet on or mm-hmm. something like yeah. that. You know, Davis is like, I want to stage of the Tour de France, Who you bitch. are you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, many high-end races in the 80s and 90s. She wore red lipstick that many mm-hmm. times matched her boots. She loved calling people jackasses. Her laugh could be heard three towns away. <laughs> she was my sister and occasionally a complete pain in the ass, but that is what sisters are for. So um, I do want to quickly just say toast to the memory of the one and only Molly Bulger. Hey. There we go. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Jackson just did the coal out of She was uh, she's a piece of work. Um Paul, did you did, do you have I I don't know. You know, we don't have to make it too long, you know. No, I, I it's it's a a couple of the first first thing it like in the last episode you asked about my past and she was yeah. part of the picture. She was the first person I had contact of my very first race. <laughs> and I still have I don't keep any of my you know memorabilia. I don't I don't have it too many anyway, but medals and stuff like that. I don't what are you? What are you well, saying, you know, it, that's just to each your own. But I have one. <laughs> the back rat room we're in <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah, I have one memorabilia, and it's my first race, and it's dated and signed. What place? And it's second place, and it's your sister's handwriting. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, really. But the other story, and I was meant to bring it, but I forgot. Um, <laughs> the other story was when we were doing race up the mountain which a lot of people don't know or know anything about. Yeah. It was actually a running race. We did teams going up from downtown Spokane to the top of Mount Spokane, yeah. which is like 40 something. Yeah, miles. I know it's upper 30s, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I was part of the team, and, and then it was always around your birthday, so then there was an after party. Oh, and yeah. she was a great drink mixer. <laughs> <laughs> and I came through, and, and you know, after you run, and my section was – Four point, like one miles, and was the last leg going Straight up. up. Yeah, it's yeah. the the longest uphill part of Mount Spokane to the summit, and you know I was pretty whacked out, and I'm not a runner by any means, and so you know you, you get there, and there's people, and it was a hot day, and she goes, "Would you like?" I think she called it cowboy lim- lemonade or something like that. Oh, I don't know. it was fuck it. Was it the mint vodka lemonade that we it made? Must have been. Oh, and and I'm like, wow, you know, I'm down at like whoo. 
this is so a quenches your thirst is a oh. good and in typical Molly fashion, before I turned around, I had another one. It's like before, <laughs> oh, no. like a half hour into it, I've got four down my my belly, and I'm like, oh oh, and there's no rewind. You're too yeah. far. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that whole oh, night, no! I'm like in the corner, going, "Don't say anything. Don't look." <laughs> oh, thanks, Molly. You want another one? No, no, go away. That drink is vodka, little lemon juice. Sugar and mint leaves. That's it. Mm-hmm. The liquid you were drinking was vodka. Yeah. And, and no just wonder it hit me sugar. like a hammer. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. It's horrible. Uh, J- Jackson, you probably don't have any cycling-related stories about your Aunt Molly, do you? Uh, no. Unfortunately, I That's was funny. a little too young. She was too busy telling you, you know, what do you say? You know, it's <laughs> like, can I have a cookie? What do you say? <laughs> now. I about that phrase. Yeah. <laughs> She's famous for that one. So there we go. Thank, uh, thanks, Maul. Miss you. Uh, let's get to the headlines brought to us by Jamelli Coffee, the official pre of the pack filler. He, did you see I was doing that while I was mm-hmm. trying to find the right key to press while I hit my news headline? Uh, story number one, holy shit, is the headline. Uh, finish for the ages. Wild Van Aert. In case you didn't know about Wild Van Aert, he's a cyclist for Yumbo Visma. Claim victory in the Amstel Gold after a photo finish against Tom Pidcock. Jack's probably happy about that one. And Max Schockman uh, finishing third after the trio broke clear inside the final 15K of the race and held a frantic chase of the remnants of the peloton. Don't even get me started on how close that was. Winning break formed after a series of aggressive attacks from the main contenders with Ineos Grenadiers briefly posting three riders in a key move before Pidcock attacked. was quickly joined by Schockman. And Van Aert uh, worked really well together, and they just made it until that 200-meter uh, gap there. And it looked like um, Wout Van Aert was about to fade as Pitcock came across uh, his cyclocross rival. <laughs> uh, it says here, according to the text, that Van Aert found that extra gear, but I can't wait to find out what you guys think. Um, I don't think any of us picked this uh, Woutcombe. Huh. Wow. If you Man. will. Yeah, I just, I just that just popped into my head. Uh, Paul and I made the picks. Did, need, I don't no, think either of us picked Wout. No, I wasn't we? even close. No, I don't. I try not to pick. Every once in a while, I'll pick Wout, but I try not yeah. to pick the obvious. I'm trying not to. Also, yeah, that's my yeah. thing now. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't. So it, it. I wasn't surprised, but uh, I didn't really think he was going to do all that well after um, Bronze Appeal. Yeah. That when Pickock out sprinted him, he just looks tired, and he raced. 13 times this year. Yeah. And he he won 4 of them and he never finished lower than 13th of all his races that he raced in. How long can this dude last? And that, and he wore number 13 on, on that He day. did and yeah. it wasn't even upside down. I and, noticed that. And I that. stole all that information from from Daniel Lloyd. Did you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I got to give him credit. That was good. Uh, but it, yeah, I I thought he won I really did. I, I think it was from the first time and from the helicopter, it looks like he yeah. had a little bit. I mean, I thought it was really close. And then the first picture comes by, and I'm like, that's completely different. Oh, my God. And then yeah. they kept showing it, and then you could see that tire just like millimeters. And I don't know if I was texting you or another group of cycling friends. What? That I just said. Cheater. Uh, I think we just witnessed another 1990 Perry roubaix it was um i honestly was was blown away by it i i 
I, my mother-in-law gave a shit about bike racing. She said that was the best bike race I've ever seen. Huh. And I want to look at her and say, how many bike races have you seen? <laughs> but but she truly was, uh, they were watching it with me. My mother-in-law and my wife were just like, oh my God, this is amazing. And do you think Tom Pidcock really, really wishes his mom ate a few more vegetables while she was pregnant just to make him <laughs> that much longer of a human being? <laughs> his bike throw is only like a little guy. What, yeah, maybe four centimeters because yeah, of his like, arms. Yeah. I'm push it. Go. Yeah, this is that's mean. That's really fucking mean. The well, guy's funny. a fucking stud. Yeah, it is funny. Um Jackson, uh did you get any uh takeaways from from Amstel Gold? I don't know if you were able to watch it or not or if you're just completely swamped. No, yes. Yeah. So, um just like writing, I always I always prioritize watching as well. Um, <laughs> so, um I was watching it last night right before um I was like in bed watching it on our TV and um I was I I'm really impressed with Pidcock and yeah. um and I I I felt very good about making the long shot call when it came to Tom Pidcock. I didn't know how he how he'd be in the beginning of the season, but he has definitely come to form once the end of like the classics is kind of is is rounding the corner. Yeah. Um He's impressive, and it's, he seemed confident. Like um, Adam Blythe and Matt Stevens were saying that a lot yesterday. That it's like it, it just see, you could see the confidence in him. And they said he had diamonds, diamonds in his legs, which I, I yeah. kind of like that phrase. Yeah, but, that's um, a good one. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's really cool to see, and it's also great to see the likes of like Mark Hirschi back, Roglic at the business end of these one day races. Like a lot of these riders are finally kind of starting to come back into it, which is really fun to see. Roglic, talk about the worst timed mechanical yeah. ever. Yeah. Right? Because it, uh, well, didn't turn out bad for the team, but oh my God. But, you know, I guess they didn't have to make the decision. Who we're going to work for? Yeah. Fuck yeah. it. Wow. Um, that was, that was, that was such a, a break, heartbreaker there. But um, is it just me or has, is it just me and my experience from COVID or is bike racing just, that much more brilliant this year am i or am i just more into it this year i i mean i personally agree with you i think it it could be that i'm also into it i yeah also find that um the gcn documentary the last year was talking about how every single rider has ridden every single race in when it was 2020 as if it was their last race of the year. Yeah, yeah. It could be also their last team in con or their last uh, race in contract. And part of me wonders if that habitually has kind of stuck into a lot of these writers' heads. It's been epic. Well, huh? and I think um, I listened to as as I've mentioned many times before a lot of uh, podcasts and stuff, and I heard an interview with Michael Matthews and Luke Dur- Durbridge. Yeah, and somebody else um, have made the comment that. Cycling is not what it used to be. With us in the last couple of years, the, you used to be when you're a neo pro or whatever, you're just first two or three years. You're sure. sitting back, you're grabbing water. These guys have no respect. Um, somebody even got pretty angry about it. Like they'll dive into corners. You know, they're they're racing for all the marbles, and that used to never happen. Yeah. And I think that's creating when you hear three riders make this claim. That the dynamics of the race is different, and I think we as as spectators are are getting the good side of that, as opposed to because we don't know. I mean, you see these young guys, you know, obviously they used to call the big three, but now we have yeah. Askren in the, the middle of all, all that now. Um, 
so a big four. But I think it's just that style of racing is way more aggressive, a lot more fun to watch, as opposed to I've heard in the in the past when they had an El Patron, yeah. like um, uh, uh, what's his name. Um, anyway, there's there's several of them, but uh, uh, I keep oh gosh, what's his name. Um, to, anyway, yeah. <clears throat> I know you can't help me, yeah. but they would like demand the speed. Sure, you know they scream out Bernardino, piano, piano. You know, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. slow, just yeah. tempo, tempo, and then at a certain point, it, it's then the racing begins, but not anymore. So, yeah, it's great for us. Yeah, it is. Um, sure. You know, I can I can see that. You know, people are thinking. Oh, respect your elders or something like that, but it's like fuck, dude. This is you know. I guess I think we're I think we're experiencing a generational shift in in yeah in, in and how Peloton. it's raced yeah mm-hmm. yeah and I, I I I'm loving it so I, I it's exciting as hell so um and if things weren't going good enough for Yumbo Visma Mariana Voss won the women's race I this woman is the greatest of all time uh, hands down in my opinion um, I I somewhere I read that she might be that she's just basically looking at races she hasn't won yet and going I'm gonna fucking take that one I'm gonna take that one I'm gonna take that one before I retire because wow she's just she's just dominant again it's just it's great I love it 16 year career yeah Jesus. that's a long time yeah not a shifting in the guard there yet, but uh, all right. Second story: Cav closing out with uh, four stage wins in the Tour of Turkey. Um, did you guys all catch all the stages? I have to admit, I made the first three or four stages, and then I shifted to to other races. Yeah, I watched. I watched a couple of Cavs live. Yeah, his wins, and I saw the last stage or the TT. No, no, no I was watching another. <laughs> that's another race I was watching. <laughs> Um, I can't remember. It was the one that um, uh, Enrique Moss flatted on the TT in the last K. And you were right saying that, flat. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I watched those. I think it's good to see him race, and I think we've you and I were talking about that. That uh, you know, sure, it's not all the big names aren't there, but there's still some people like uh, Philipson was there. He won a stage, the last yeah. stage, and I think another stage. Um, so I mean he's not something to, you know, cough at. But yeah, I think he's he's found his his rhythm. And I just heard an uh, interview with his trainer, and he says his numbers now are matching his numbers when he was like when he was with Dakunik the last time before he left. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. Wow. That's the claim. So that's pretty impressive. Um, where do you think it'll take him? Anybody got any ideas where it'll take him this year? I mean, I I don't see him lining up the tour. It's I don't know if that's no, a, Sam it's Bennett. A, yeah, there. that's a worthwhile. And then Jero is. I think they already have somebody established. Maybe he. Yeah. They'll have him. I don't know what the Vuelta. I can't remember what the Vuelta. You know, stages are like. But. Yeah. Yeah, I think the only worry with a rider like Cavendish, I think, is that is he going to make the three week tour? You know, I remember sure. a lot of the days when there were times when he would drop out of the tour because there were he he would make time cuts um, and stuff. So I, especially with the Vuelta, that's a particularly hilly race, which is kind of difficult mm-hmm. when we when we kind of put sure. those two things together. Um, especially when we see a lot of like the sprinters jersey goes going to climbers or like the people the fast men in some of the hills. So it'll be interesting to see where it takes him though. Yeah. It, it, 
I think it's great. I mean, even if this were, I think we talked about this, Paul, last week. It's like if this were, if this were the end, what a great final season to mm-hmm. go off with. You know, at least with those, you know, higher end uh, finishes. It's mm-hmm. it's still a pro, high end pro. You know, world world tour level of a race. It's not a world tour race, but it's one of the world tour levels of a race. So I think you know, sweet man. Uh, anybody catch the uh, stage of the tour to, tour of the Alps today? Yes, Jackson, did you get a chance for it? I haven't had a chance yet. Uh, no, no worries. Uh, it's all on GCN. Um, I, should we say his name? Johnny Moscone? Yeah, we, should we just not mention his name? Because <laughs> I think he's, you said, the biggest dickhead yeah, in Peloton. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, anybody see the horrendous, Paul, uh, anybody, you and I, um, mm-hmm. the, f- the horrendous course control. Did, uh, there were parked cars all along yeah. the last like 5K of this course today. And I'm watching this going, what the fuck are we yelling about riders about dropping bottles and puppy paws when they still can't get finish line stretches or fucking cars off the side of the course? Um, guys, you're finding the wrong people. You should be finding race directors for for having these cars on a course. This is people's livelihoods we're mm-hmm. talking about. Non-livelihoods, lives. And mm-hmm. I just, I was screaming at my at my iPad today, all alone in a, in a big classroom. And people probably thought it was well, crazy. I, I wouldn't mind if Johnny Moscon ran into it. But outside yeah. of that, yeah. anybody a, else, I would I'd be upset. He's a douche. He's a douche. <laughs> I do have to say, though, to, I, I'm kind of flying through the news here because we do have other things to get through. But um, I have decided that Matt Stevens and Daniel Lloyd could announce an insurance convention and it would be interesting. I agree 100%. I love GCN. I wish they could do it every every yeah. English speaking race. They, those two are Yeah. Great. I think that's I could see it being on the horizon for them. Do you? It'd be cool. Yeah. I think NBC is the big biggest competitor. If it's I think it's all a matter of if NBC chooses to let it go. Mhm. Yeah, exactly. Which would be great for us, but bad for bike racing, because people wouldn't be able to watch the tour without a subscription. Uh, Am I right? Uh, yeah, but I, you know how you have to wonder about. We don't have the demographics. How many people are yeah. watching the tour? Everybody's plugged into streaming anyway, right? Yeah. And so they have the rights through Peacock, and if they're going to continue on, that you're going to have to subscribe or whatever. People are going to buy a package because it's tied in with the sure. sports or Olympic channel, whatever they play their game on. But um, I wish they'd go away. I don't think there's the average person, nobody in my family would ever sit and watch Tour de France. Yeah. I mean, from my wife to my kids to my brothers and sisters, watch the Tour de France. No, they don't. And no. Yeah. No interest whatsoever. So whether it was free or paid, I mean. We almost need the just the John Tesh Sunday recaps mm-hmm. in between holes of golf. Oh, we could do that. Yeah. Yeah. There you, we go. You, yeah. you, you're great uh, comp- uh, compositions yeah. with music, you know, from the beginning hey, to start. Hey, don't even dun, get dun, me started. Yeah, we can Welcome throw to the that Tour de France. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can do See? that. I'm, I'm just good as oh, John Tesh, wow. God damn it. got something going. Um, I do also, also say that I've discovered, and it's probably a dumb moment for most everybody else in the world, but that you can w- log on to GCN during the live broadcast and rewind it as far as you want. If you catch it while it's still going, I mm-hmm. think. Um, I And I've 
I've been doing that with every race. I'll get to work about 7.30, 7.45 in the morning, pop up my iPad. It still it says still live. I hit I hit live, I hit go, and I'm like, please don't show me the final. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 but then I see it says, oh, 30K to go, mm-hmm. and I go, I want to watch the last 50 or 60K and just slide it back, and you're, you're, nice. you're catching up. So it's, oh, it's... It's it's worth it. It's worth it, and and we made it under the the deadline for the cheap version. So, yeah. um, uh, a couple more news headlines. I don't know if you guys have anything. Team Vini Zabu banned for thirty days after a second doping case. Uh, thirty days. Um, wait. First of all, they're still doping in cycling. I, didn't think, <laughs> I, I thought we got rid of that. I thought we were focused on other things. Um, Philippe Gilbert announced his retirement at the end of twenty twenty two. Um, twenty-year pro career when he when he finishes that one off. If any of you guys got, he's going to be racing flesh. Flesh. I keep thinking that whenever <laughs> I think of that song. Your fantasy. Yeah. What's left in his career? I mean, it's it, that Milan San Remo. Yeah. It sounds like he's got. He'll have one more shot at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he wins, you just could say good night, everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You think yeah. he'd probably just hang it up right there? I would. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why the hell oh. not? Right. <clears throat> He's yeah. obviously he's mentally burned out. That's why he took a break for a while. He was just kind of like he said he needed a mental break. Yeah, that was the other person, is Philip G. Bear, that said that younger riders don't have respect for older guys. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been at it. Man. Yeah, he's yeah, been yeah. In Peloton yes. for twenty years, twenty <laughs> yeah. plus years. So I guess he could he could probably say something like that. Um, I had some other stuff on Chris Froome's comeback, but fuck it, um, because it probably isn't going to happen. Um, we got it. We got to get to our picks. We've got Flesh Wallone and Liege Baston Liege happening here this Wednesday and this Sunday, uh, and uh, those are big ones. And those are what I consider the official end of the classic season. Um, and uh, once again, these are. I, I always find it weird that Flesh is considered what it is, and these midweek races. And I always thought Flesh Wallone was a bigger race than it. Maybe build. It's, it's just, just kind of like what what Gent Veligum is to yeah. to the Flanders and stuff. You know, it's just kind of that precursor to see where people are at. So yeah, and yeah. I just I keep I I don't know I just keep thinking wow it's it's kind of a mini you know it's 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 like Liege best only age is the favorite brother or something like that. But I I don't know I always I, I thought they were both I I loved this week of racing. I always yeah. thought it was interesting, especially because the courses suddenly get different. It's a different types of climbs in the Mur de Huy, right? Mur de Huy. Yeah, hitting it multiple times and things like that. So um, I sent Jackson, do you have, did you, you get start lists? Yes, they're both on my screen as we speak. Great. Um, I know that uh, Liege Beston Liege is really, really sparse because basically they haven't committed to all the riders doing that specific day, but. Yikes! How many did we pick last time? I think it was three riders, or do we get two riders? I can't remember. I always do three. I always do three. Okay, like two favorites and an outside. Even though we don't ever pick outside, we just pick three riders that we think are going to win the whole. All thing. mine are outside. Are they? <laughs> yeah, I don't pick the huge favorites either. Um, so let's start with Flesh Wallone, which is this Wednesday. And um, again, I'll offer it up. If anybody gets uh, a rider, one of their three picks. For both for both podiums, I'll I'll send you I'll send you some swag. I got some undershirts here that can go out, and I've got of course more coffee mugs, things like that. I can't send out the cool new high high 
and socks because those are going to go out in our for the team riders. But uh, I think they're pretty damn long. You see, you know, are they? Ones? We're going to be like Froom. Yeah. Or Pidcock. Or Pidcock. Yeah. Hey, it worked. Oh, almost. Almost. Yep, yep, well, it yep. did on Wednesday. It did. Yeah. That's true. Um, so let's look at Flesh Wallone. I'm going to go first because I want to. <laughs> um, I'm picking three riders, one of which is one of the three. I'm going with Julian Alaphilippe. I think Julian is pissed, and I think he's ready to kick some ass. He's going to go for it, and he's going to be flamboyant and all over the place, and he's going to do something amazing. My second rider I'm going to pick because I just want the guy to do something is Michael Woods from Israel Startup Nation. Um, I I just I'd love to see him do something. And third, because I think he's he's the hot pick right now. Uh, Bora Hansgrohe is Max Max Shockman. Those are my three: Shockman, Woods, and Alaphilippe. Jackson or Paul, who would like to go next? Jackson, Paul pointed to the computer. I can do it. Um, so I am going to only have one of the three that you picked in yeah. Julian Alaphilippe. The big three have been finally broken up for a race. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will pick Julian for that one. And okay. then um, I thought Roglic looked very good last week. He does. Uh, this last really weekend. Good. So I'm going to pick uh, Primo Roglic. And then um, with the big three being broken up, I think Tom Pidcock is going to have a big week. Whoa. Okay. Okay. He's going in as the man for Enios. He he is uh he's listed as their first rider on the on the roster. He'll be with the number one on his back. So so there we go. That should be interesting. Paul Maine, Flesh Malone. Now after I made the statement that I always pick like the underdogs. Yeah. Um that's You're not so true on this yeah. on, on the flesh. Okay. Except one, which people will go will probably say crap, that's not true. Uh I have Shockman because he seems to be rolling pretty good. Okay. And that finishes on uh, the Mir de Wee. Yeah, I think so that's that's, what it that's where everything waits and then everybody attacks. And then Rokolage is doing pretty good. And he's not going, he's focusing on the Ardennes and not doing any of the prep stage races for the tour. Yeah. This is it. Then he's doing, I think, a camp. So Whoa. I know he's got got all, the, he's, he's rolling the dice here. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm picking Valverde. You're, I was wondering if you were going to give him one last day yeah, in the yeah, sun. Yeah, and because he is, he is nailed. He's got the that climb. He he always finishes. He knows there, it well. He, yeah, he's yeah. got a peg. And so he's been at the two. front a lot of races lately. It's not yeah. like he's going off to pasture no, here. Yeah, no. and he's smart. He's he's one of the most clever riders. In yeah. Well, that's the the mini classic here. So that's you know that's interesting to pick some of those riders and trying to wonder if they're going to. First of all, if they're going to do Liège. Uh, second of all, if they're going to perform in Liège. So my three for Liège, best on Liège. I'm picking Primus Roglic for Liège. I'm picking Tim Wellens from Lotto Sudal. And I'm picking my Mikhail Kwiatkowski because I think he's I think he's going to do something for, um, for Enios. So those three riders very well might be cursed. Hmm. Jackson, three for Liège. Yes, um, so I'm going to double up on one of my writers. Okay, uh, I think I don't think Al Philippe can screw this up twice. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree. So there's one of them. Um, I'm also going to pick Max Shockman for this one, and then um, my last one will be Mark Hirschi. Good choice. I like those. Paul, I have Michael Woods. 
This has always been one of his favorite races. His teammate Dan Martin, who's actually won it once, he was chased by a panda. <laughs> what? Have you ever seen that picture? No. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know what you're he, the final about. climb up uh, in Liege, Bastogne Liege. There's a panda. Some guy in a panda suit jumped on the course. He's like running right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I, I threw in here's my here's my hopeful on that is Greg Van Avermaet. He's been pretty close to oh. all of them. He's more of a cobble guy, but maybe I'd like to see him do something. I didn't pick him just because I think what because my picking shot. is cursing him. Yeah, it's a I'm long shot. And then Tej Benut. Okay, mm. you you won't give up on him. I like Tej. Yep, he's Belgian. I have to <laughs> root for him. <laughs> All right, there we go. Those are the picks. If again, uh, if you want to pick, make some picks for the race. Um, you may do so on our probably on our Facebook on either the Pack Filler Pack Filler Facebook or the Team Pack Filler Facebook, and I do believe I give team members three picks. And sorry, non-team members, you just get two. So that's that's you know that's just how it works, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. you got to play pay to play. Put some skin so, in the game. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So and and those um, again, if you if you get two of those two of those three riders. On a podium, uh, yeah, I'll send you some shit. There we go. So, shall we get to the topic, gentlemen? Is there anything I'm missing? There was so much news this week. I'm trying to think if I'm missing anything. I'm sure there is. Somebody's going to get mad at me. Not knowing who <laughs> Lael Wilcox was. Something <laughs> Bring like that. that up again. Yeah, I I can't say the dude's name because it's a it's a tough name to pronounce. So I'm not going to, and I'm going to obviously do that also because I th- I think it you know provides a little privacy for the guy. But a 52 year old. Masters racer from California recently has accepted a four-year ban for possession and use and or attempted use of, get this, 10 prohibited substances, including anabolic steroids, growth hormones, according to the USA Anti-Doping Agency. They announced last week that his four-year ban began on April 7th of 2021, so just recently. Uh, This guy... um, Masters level racer, fifty two years old, races mainly downhill in Euro mountain bike, uh, Euro enduro mountain bike races. He contested his case originally, but was uh, he he later accepted and 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 basically is is taking four years off. Um, I I don't know if my main angle is is the story or if it's the why of all of this. And I and you two guys were kind enough to kind of help me about where we were going to drive this ship today. And uh, the why is is what is it that got you into the sport? What made you fall in love with it and what keeps you going especially at this screwy time and why you would ever imagine somebody going to the level of what this guy did. Um and Paul you and I talked about it at length on mm-hmm. the ride uh, on the ride on Saturday about well, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute here. So, first of all, um, I'd, I'd like to ask you guys your thoughts on a guy going to this length to be competitive. Your your thoughts on personal thoughts. It could be you know you're you're enraged, you're angry. Fuck this guy. It could be let he without sin cast the first stone. It could be anything like that. I just like to know what you guys think of of a dude in California, fifty two years old, with ten prohibited substances potentially in a system to be a better bike racer. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, first of all, how did you get that many yeah. at one time? That's a lot. He's a drug um, rep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but it's, yeah, you know, it's, it's something that is very interesting that I think is as um, athletes, as competitors, as competitive people in general, I think no matter what, you always want to stay competitive. And I think I am at an age where I am luckily not to be like, oh, I'm so fit, but like <laughs> I have the ability where I can give me a month of training and boom, I can be in shape. Like yeah. as I age, that will not be there anymore. Um, and so I think sometimes there could be um, a difficulty when looking at younger people and how they have that ability to just that their bodies can adapt to like these rate, like these scenarios so quickly and always wanting to stay competitive. So I think there's, I think there's a little bit of pride in here of, I want to be able to stay competitive. I want to be able to beat these people. So how can I do that in the yeah. shortest amount of time? Um, Why well, it's something that I don't think I'd ever resort to, but I guess he's kind of getting what he deserves a little bit. Cheating is cheating, you know? Yeah. Paul, any opening thoughts on this? Yeah. We kind of talked about this in length and uh, on the ride. Yeah. But I don't – it's hard for me to think um, somebody at 52 years old that has to resort to this uh, – what's the purpose of racing at 52? It's just for shits and giggles. Of why would you – why are you doing drugs? I mean, it's – you know – yeah. And, and I know it's out there, and I've heard a lot of people who've done masters, uh, you know, uh, nationals for crit and road race and stuff. They said, "Yeah, there's, there's a group of guys who just like, dope time. Yeah, without a doubt, everybody knows it or thinks it or whatever. They have, it's completely different. And I, and we had a guy here in the um, state yeah. of Washington that was in his forties, was national champion, and he got popped for." Or drugs and and you know the angle I come from um, and as I mentioned in uh, last week is I had a chance to go to Europe and I I told you I don't know I knew how much sacrifice I was going to be making to go to Europe to race I mean my my brother was paying for my plane ticket this this family was yeah. hosting me I have a team that doesn't they're taking a gamble to take me on their team. <clears throat> And this is on the height of 1988. That's when drugs started really going crazy. And if that opportunity was there, uh, I know my decisions in my 20s are way different than in my 50s. 
Yeah. I mean, I've got a lot at stake. I just passed up college, a free ride to college. I had, you know, what am I going to do? Just, I'm not there. And that, and yeah. a teammate says, this is what we do. But when you're 52, what the hell? That doesn't even make sense. I mean, you're not going to be, it's not your life. I mean, you don't, you shouldn't be sacrificing family and, and, and friends and, and your job or work or that type of thing just to win a bike race. I mean, at this point in time, like I said, it's it's shits and giggles. Yeah. And and how can you feel good about beating somebody who's, you know, playing by the rules just so you can say, yeah, I won the Tuesday night series or, sure. you know, yeah. or even the state championship and you're, and you're to the guilt. But I do understand that you – in this sport, it's it's like you just want that next. I mean, what is it? Maybe it's my diet. We always play with different things. Training. Absolutely. Maybe I'll do more this and that. But when you cross that line at you know past thirty five years old, I'm mean, I'm not yeah. justifying drugs, but no. you can kind of think when there's there's nothing to sacrifice. You're not going to go anywhere. You know, it's, it's it's just a medal on your and you cheated for a medal, a national championship medal. In your wall. It's so hard to for me to wrap my head around this because obviously, you know, this is a this is a sport I'm passionate about. And and if I would have remained entrenched in the competition, this guy's from California. I I know that the competitive level in California is probably quite a bit higher than what we're dealing with maybe here. Uh, I I don't know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But um wanting to consistently be there you know or relive those days when you were really at the at the height of your prime or you know beating the guys or these new fuckers are coming up these young kids are coming up and they're kicking my ass and I, and it's frustrating and you know my ego is being bruised and i'm i'm here i am i'm playing devil's advocate i'm trying to wrap my head around the guy who is a 52 year old whatever he does for a living if he's a high-end cyclist, there's a good chance he's got disposable income mm-hmm. and and that he makes that financial commitment to dope. I, I, I It's wrong. A thousand percent, I think it's... I know it's wrong, um, but I also think in the same breath, I can't put myself in that position because I never had somebody... When I was at the Olympic Training Center and things like that in my youth, um, I got out. I left before any of the blood doping situations or anything like that came up. So I can't say I've ever been posed with that. Hey, as I say many times, hey, Pat, take this pill or go back home and be a greeter at Walmart. That's your choice. What do you want to do? Do you want to get that extra 10% by taking this pill and shutting the fuck up about it or do you and, and living your dreams? Or do you want to go home and be the honest boy who works as a, a greeter at Walmart? No, it's not that simple of a decision. But I, I'm not, and I'm not condoning doping because I think it's horrible. I think it's wrong. I think it's fucking up our sport. But as long as you have two people who want to beat each other, and one guy can't do it genetically, where are you going to be? Um, so I don't know. It's it's really hard for me to understand this guy doing this, especially when you're saying it's it's for a medal, mm-hmm. or is it ego? Um, uh, is is it that important to be competitive, guys? I'm not, and I'm not necessarily saying doping, but is is it is it important to you guys to be competitive at the, at the front end of the at the front end of the arrowhead of a race, Jackson? I I find to a point, um, like I am just 
by my nature a competitive person so like whenever i do anything i want to be like the best and i want to win but if it's consuming my life then it's then i i've learned that i just naturally go this is not worth it you know um as i've mentioned so many times that's what soccer became for me um, yeah i played for so long and then after a while it became so competitive that it's like either you're uh thinking about soccer, trying to make connections and only being in that world, or you're not good enough or you're not doing enough work. And it's like, at that point, Christ, it's not worth it. You know, like, like I want to have a life with a a family and I I mean, a cat, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) when, when it becomes to a point where I can't, where I can't have the things that I prioritize, that's when I go, this is just, I'm, I'm taking this too seriously. So I, I, I think to a point I want to be competitive. I say for a fact I do. I pretend I don't. I pretend when I, I, I immediately go to my self-deprecating humor when I get dropped mm-hmm. because it, it's a defense mechanism. Do I want to get dropped? Nope. Uh, do I want to uh, do well in a bike race? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, it Would I enter a race without hopes of being at least something, a fly in the ointment? Yeah, I mean, or or I wouldn't even bother racing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't say it isn't. I mean, I, I, the Mojo guys, I love you guys, but you're full of shit, guys. I mean, you are still com- <laughs> those guys. They're great guys. They're still competitive. Um, the average triathlete is still competitive, mm-hmm. even if they're just saying they're racing again, racing to finish. Or um, Jackson, you and I did a Midnight Century with one of the Mojo guys, and he was hammering that whole ride. And even though he was one of the guys who said, we just go, man. We're just out to have a good time. It's like, dude, come on, man. You were, <laughs> you were trying to put the hurt down for a long time. So you can't say that it's not in us. And I think this sport attracts that type of a mentality. Well, I think any sport. I mean, I even look – my dad was a, a great when handball was instead of before racquetball. I mean, yeah. he played handball, and I mean, well, those guys uh, are all accountants age, and douchebags. Well, oh, sorry, not well, your dad. Though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was just a fighter pilot. You know, yeah, but, yeah, but all those deal. guys, yeah. it, we there's something about humans that we like to compete. But it's to measure. I think it's just so you know primal that we want to measure uh, ourselves with everybody else. Um, and you know, when you're talking about when we were younger, the decision to make and not to justify drugs at, at a younger age by any means, but the temptation would have to be there because you do like Jackson's Jackson came to the point, as he said, was he wants a family and stuff. Those things do bear bear that, you know, burden. If you, you do that, you're, you're sacrificing. If you want to be that good, you're sacrificing family and friends and, when I made my push, I had I didn't date anybody, I didn't drink, I didn't. Yeah. I was this was it. I was going to France, and man, I, and I I mentioned two guys that I knew that raced over in Belgium that came back and sold their bikes. They were done because of the drugs. They weren't willing to take that that next step. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were right there. So why I can't say I I wish I would like to think that I wouldn't cross that line. I can tell you at age 40 on, I didn't take it to the point where that was ever an option. I mean, I, yeah. I, you could send me anywhere, 
you know, yeah, I had a family and everything else. I wasn't going to sacrifice. But uh, an example, there's this lady that I came across, and she found out when I was in uh, doing an inspection on their house and that I rode bikes with her husband a couple of times. <clears throat> and she's like, do you ride a lot? And I said, well, not like I used to. And she said, well, I remember my husband and I, we had a huge group of friends, and this is when triathlons were big. Mm -hmm. And one of the two, a, a couple, one of the two would start training for for uh, an Ironman or getting into becoming a triathlete. They used to go home and say, how long do you think that marriage is going to last? And they said really? all their friends that one of the two or both did that, they never last. Really? Yeah. I don't know how many friends they had. But still, that's it makes, you know, they might have had 20, what, 10 or five, whatever. Yeah. But it, when you when you sacrifice that much time and effort, later when you already had that commitment to marriage or family and, and you know, life and a job, mm -hmm. it, it, it doesn't work. And, and to take drugs on top of that, this yeah. is stupid. Yeah. I, and somebody online just mentioned uh, the, the difference between racing to win or racing just for fun. Um, I, yeah, there is a difference, mm -hmm. but there also, but there's also a minimum entry fee physically to race just for fun. I think you know, unless you're talking, you know, mass start uh, some of these some of these larger events or triathlon or something like mm -hmm. that, where you're just you're seriously just doing it. But after a while, once you once you get farther in down the rabbit hole you find yourself going more and more and more and wanting to beat your own prs i don't go out and get strava koms and i i don't i don't think i ever will again because i'm not fast enough anymore however as i said earlier i sit on the back deck i look at my strava i look for as many prs as i can and and that's a competitive nature in me. So I'm we can't say that we're not competitive, and we can't say that it's not important. Um, let's backtrack a little bit. Why? What got you into the sport? What? And and this is for anybody who is you know uh, for, for our listeners or something like that. I'm sure you know we're going to talk about about cycling, but I've had some people asking me about triathlon and things like that. But what got you into the sport? What was it? What? Was it a person? Was it a, a competitive drive? Paul, when we talked, you and I talked last week, you said you dreamt about it from a super young age. Yeah. And it was just... I didn't know it existed, yeah. but I, I enjoyed the bike so much. I, I just couldn't imagine that I did, that these things weren't raced because <laughs> I love going fast. If not, I wanted to create it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, some people have their their dad or they were exposed to it. Some people have, yeah. you know, something that they've tried other sports and this is one that they were good at. Yeah. Or they hurt their their knees running or hips. Yeah. So they got into it Jesus. like Michael Woods. Yeah. You know. Jackson, you know, the listeners probably don't know your origin. I don't know what brought, what got you in and what, you know, sure, you were born and raised into a cycling house, but what made you think that you wanted to continue with this? My dad plays a shit ton of golf. I'm not fucking playing golf. <laughs> so I'm just saying, you didn't have to do this. No, yeah. I think, um, as I said before, uh, and many times, once again, before this, but um, yeah, I played soccer since I was like five years old. Um, and I played until I was a junior in high school. Um, and then I just stopped it all together after that. Like, 
I kind of slowly but surely stopped watching it. It like consumed my life and then it was just done, you know? Um, and at that point I went to become, I was like full in on uh, theater and everything. And I was like, this is it. I love this. And then I got to college and it was like, well, I, I'd been writing a little bit before that. Obviously there was mm-hmm. a juniors junior team, but it was like soccer still kind of like took, took fronts, like the front seat for me. Um, and then, yeah, I, I hit college and I realized I'm not really doing anything um, when I'm at school, you know, for the first two years, I didn't ride my bike at all. Um, and I had both of my mountain bike and my road bike there. And then one summer, it was just like, everything clicked. It was the transition summer between my junior and my, or my sophomore and my junior year. And it was just like, out of nowhere, I was like, in it. Um, nice. And I think it was that natural tendency for me to resort to a sport to go back to being like i i'm i have an obsessive personality like i when i get into something i get obsessed with that thing um until i can like achieve it or have it and that's just kind of how this went and i got really obsessed with cycling really quickly and it was something that i was worried i didn't know is it going to stay is it going to go it didn't go um and so ever since that summer, it was like, I found GCN on YouTube. And I think that's genuinely what got me into it is YouTube. It's such a powerful tool to reach out to so many different audiences and watching those videos, watching Lachlan Morton, Ted King, Alex mm-hmm. Howes, all those characters made me go, I, I, I see personality that I identify with and I can connect with that. And that's, it's kept me in it. And I try to emulate those type of personalities as much as I can now. I started it because I had a I was a ski racer and my my ski racing coach told my parents you want this kid to be a good ski racer get him on a bike in the summer and and do that because he needs he needs strengthening and fitness and so um, they did that and two years later I, my dad looked at me and said you're a ski racer and a bike racer those are the two most expensive sports on the planet you've <laughs> got to pick one and um, I picked cycling. And this is where it's going to lead. Said the golfer? Yeah, said right, my dad the right. golfer. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I picked cycling, um, and I'm getting, this is what leads to my next question. I picked cycling because I was better at it than I was ski racing. In my ski racing career, I won one ski race. Um, in cycling, I won quite a few. Do, do you find yourself continuing in the sport primarily because you're good at it you guys i don't because i'm not good at bullshit. it bullshit <laughs> no. bullshit no. your humility no. will not work no um, i mean if you look how many years i've i've raced and how many races i've won it doesn't look so good um but i enjoy it i enjoy the challenge the thing with bike racing to me is it's it's more especially at this age it's more cerebral because i know i'm limited so if i'm racing with people that are better than me, then I have to use whatever tools I have to try and beat them. And that that's the challenge, and that's what I enjoy. And drugs don't do that. You but know? you're still capable of potentially beating them at this level. Well, I don't yeah. know yet because well, <laughs> I mean, we haven't raced for a couple of years. Yeah. But, I, you know, um, I'd like to, and I know that my training's way sucking right now, so I, I don't, I'm not harboring any grandeurs, thoughts of grandeur. Yeah. But, um, you know... Hopefully, when things start picking up and rolling, you know, uh, that that maybe uh, maybe it will happen, you know. But um, 
yeah, that's that's a part of bike racing that I've always enjoyed. It was the tactical part, and it took a long time for me to understand the tactical part because in the early early stages, I was strong enough on the lower categories <laughs> to just ride people off my wheel. Yeah. But you get into Cat 2, and you're just – it's a fool's errand to do that. So yeah. anyway, then it became more of a challenge to figure out what can I do to get – so, Jackson, uh, tell me, tell me, uh, you know what what got you into it? What helped you fall in love with it? Was it the fact that you were uh, you were good at it and, it and it suited you, or you know, my my main thing too is if we weren't successful to a certain level, would you have kept going? You know, so I'll pose uh, this to you, Jackson. Yeah, I think that originally. I mean, it was mountain biking where it started. Um, yeah. And I I have such a limited experience in racing that it is almost, uh, it's it's tough for me to make a judgment off of that. I've had a, like, I've had one, like, big success, I think, when it comes to cycling. Um, and I, from that, I caught a high. But then 2020 yeah. hit that high right in oh, the nuts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I think from that high, I still kind of carry a little bit of that. I want to be able to race. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily that I'm good at it that ke- that keeps me in it. I um, I hope <laughs> I hope I'm good. Um, I I'm ex- excited to see what this next year brings in terms of that. But uh, I also have a real passion for like the media side of it. I really yeah. like like I just talked about like. The, the, the videos, the films, things like that. That's something that really like excites me a little bit and making them, making it as well is something that's really fun for me. So I think if if maybe if I'm not that great at it, I have something else that kind of draws me in as well. Yeah. And it, and it becomes a, a more encompassing lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And some, you know, just like there are guys who watch the Golf Channel all day. Hi, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> um. What and and so that's interesting, Jackson, to hear. You know that that's that's an element that kind of keeps you driving, keeps you going forward. It doesn't necessarily have to be a race or a competitive element. It could be the lifestyle, but there still is a physical level to maintain the lifestyle. Um, oh. go ahead. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say. Oh yeah. yeah, like like when I ride, I don't just. I I, I have an exterior of this very like. Oh, it's all good. Like yeah. kind of mentality. Um, but when I ride, I ride for, I like to ride for fitness gains, but there are also some days and I've, I've talked about this with another person on a ride where it's like, but all those days don't have to be that, that way. So I think finding that balance is something that is, is important as well. What sacrifices have you guys made um, to, or do you still make to be faster or did you make to be faster at, or at least enjoy the sports more, the sport more? Is, is there something in your life that you've gone, I have to push that aside, I can't do that, or or anything like that? I mean, yeah? Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Well, like like I mentioned before, I mean, I didn't. Sure. My, my passion for beer had to be pushed aside. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't date. Um, I lived like a very uh, monk-style life, lifestyle, really. Yeah. I mean— uh, it was all about bike racing. I, I lived off of 
baked potatoes with butter and pepper and uh, <laughs> a little bit of Parmesan cheese if I could afford it. And, you know, uh, black beans and rice. And yeah. that's, I mean, those things, you know, working a part-time job and training as much as you can. And it, it, it does grind on you if, like for me, it wasn't, I wasn't being all that successful. So I knew that if I got into, if I did go to Europe, that was the big, that was that, you know, point of no return. Sure. If I went there, then we'll see what really matters. I mean, I'm in the thick of things, but, you know, after that point, yeah. Yeah. Jackson, anything at this uh, point? <laughs> I mean, if you ask the person I live with, I think they could pretty, uh, pretty well um attest to this but i procrastinate like a son of a bitch um i <laughs> that's a bad word from you <laughs> i know right? um but i i do so i will go on rides and just procrastinate my wow <laughs> yeah seriously but i will yeah. um procrastinate my homework like hell and just ride instead you know and yeah is there are the consequences later yes but you know i still get it in that's what matters um okay but no, I I don't think there's any, been anything like um, life changing um, for for me that I've had to sacrifice. But uh, yeah, just 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 making my future self a little bit more stressed than my present self. Yeah, I can't remember who I was talking to about it recently, but um, about high school years, the high school years where you know you you know the kids who are just kind of going out and you know you and I were talking about it, Paul about about somebody you know about student about. Parent, kids getting mad at their parents and rebelling and all mm-hmm, that kind of mm-hmm. shit and stuff like that. And I, I was reflecting on the ride about that for a little bit. Um, and I was going, I never had that moment when I was in grade school and high school because my family, we all were going to races together all the time, constantly. And I was so concerned about being a good bike racer that I didn't have my first alcoholic beverage until almost college. Wow. Yeah. And 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 that first one was one and a half peach coolers and I threw up all over a buddy's bathroom. <laughs> you deserved that. Yeah, they were Seagram's peach coolers. <laughs> Seagram's. Yeah. Yeah. And I just I can't eat anything peach flavored now. I can eat a peach, but nothing peach flavored. So I was so obsessed with it, you know, and so focused on it, but it wasn't something that I thought at the time was a sacrifice. Didn't have a whole lot of girlfriends in high school either. Um, and, 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 and those types of things. So I guess my point of asking you guys all these questions is we've made these sacrifices. We understand that, you know, in the, in the classic, uh, tragic protagonist type of a def- definition that anything worth having dis- dis- requires some form of a sacrifice. And I'm not painting this guy in California as, as a tragic hero, but, could can you understand the mentality behind somebody who wants something so bad that they're willing to just go that extra mile because it's just within their reach? I don't know. You know, I'm not connoting doping. Don't think uh-huh. this is the pro doping show or anything like that. But it, it's it's such a hard it's it's so hard without being in the mind of the person doing it. Uh-huh. I don't know. Well, I think I I, I think that's true. We. Uh, we had this talk with, on a ride with when Jack was still riding a bike. Um, yeah. You know, so. Jack who? <laughs> <laughs> well, we mentioned a guy that we raced against, Steve Smith. Yeah. That 
from the time he was, I don't know, 13, 14, I'll probably have all these numbers wrong. Somebody's going to probably say, God, no. But, uh, you know, that guy was unstoppable. Insane. Insane. Everything was for for racing bikes. And he had a chance to go to the national team and probably become a pro. But he crossed that line, you know, at 19, 20 years old when that opportunity came and said, you know what? I've never seen gone on a date. I've never. I mean, he's made a sacrifice and he's like, nah, I don't want this. Um, Boy, that's that's a huge decision. Hard to give up. Yeah, yeah. But I think cycling is is different than in basketball, or or football. Um, you know, the three main sports, even baseball. Uh, you don't have the dedication. You have to be totally on one hundred percent in cycling. You, you, what did you do when you woke up? I don't know. But yeah. you, but I checked my heart Always rate. Always took my heart rate. Yeah, it was Lying all about down cycling. and then yeah. standing up. Yeah, that's. Uh, what I thought about my it. diet. I thought about what I was eating. <laughs> uh, how much sleep I was getting before whoop was yeah. around. Uh, all that stuff I would write on, you know, down or see where I was at. Um, th- that commitment doesn't come in any other sport, in my opinion, than than cycling. It is a, a full dedication. And I dated this one girl. She goes. You know what? You have an obsession with cycling. I said, no, I don't. This is what it takes if I want to go any further. And she said, no, you're just obsessed with it. <laughs> and I thought, well, if that's what it takes to get, you know, to get better, that's yeah. what I'm going to do. Yeah. We didn't last. Well, what? Yeah. yeah. Really? That. Yeah. Yeah. That's key number so, three. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah wow. What? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And that wasn't even my ex-wife. That's, wow. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's and it's a strain on relationship and I could see you know I I I guarantee this guy I don't know him I don't know him from Adam uh, but I just I have the feeling that his marriage isn't so hot right now if he's got ten doping products in his system and he's focusing just specifically on on bike racing so but if, even if he is married he's fifty two well divorced. who knows yeah exactly uh, Jackson any closing thoughts on on any of this stuff do you want to get out of the sport now before you become a 52 year old guy who's sucking down horse tranquilizers no I, I just one more man just one more just a dime bag <laughs> just <laughs> uh, yeah you know I think um no I don't think I want to get out of the sport yet but um I think that there's always I and I always try and tell myself this but it's always important to have that mentality of like I always try and lean towards the the side of like kind of how Lachlan Morton and those type of guys with the mentality, like I said earlier, I like to emulate those type of uh, those type of ways just because I think when things get competitive, having that type of mentality can just be important to stay relaxed and know that there are other things in life as well. So Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we go. I, There's I, I, other I, things in bicycle. Huh? I don't know. I'll yeah. be done. <laughs> The cable guy was in my house this weekend, and he came down here oh, to try Billy. to miss some cable. Really? <laughs> yeah, he wasn't that cable guy. But he came down, and he goes, the hell you do down here? This is a podcast studio. He goes, what, what kind of podcast? This is I sports. And he looked at me, he goes, kind of sports? And I'm like, bike racing. And he went, so anyway, I think that uh, we need to get this line running from here to here. And he just kind of went like, dude. I, you know, I always said, what do you do down here? Uh, I do gladiator films. <laughs> you interested? <laughs> I'm looking for a, for a male lead. Yeah, you yeah. look pretty stocky. Yeah, yeah. How are you with a chain mail? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, <laughs> okay. Continuing on. You know what time it is? 
It's that time. Oh, oh my. Here it comes. Watch this with Professor Paul. <laughs> um, we we missed a week, and yeah. uh, and and we missed a very important week because we missed the week of Perry Roubaix. But uh, for, that hence my selection. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you you came back with with a gem, in my opinion. Jackson, did you get a chance to see it? Do you want to tell? You did. Okay. Oh, good. Because it, it was. 16 minutes long? I was 19. Worried. Oh, 19. 19. Yeah, I was worried because I know yeah. that he's a busy guy. He is. That maybe he well, I looked at my computer and went, oh, <laughs> fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, this week we got to look into the 2016 Perry-Roubaix, and I wish I would have known this film existed because I last week I was talking about the the amazing job that Dakota Quickstep has been doing about these releasing these videos that are so behind the scenes that mm-hmm. gets you right there. And I was loving it. And then here you show me one from 2016, um, which was behind the Orca Green Edge team, now Team Bike Exchange, uh, their perspective on the event. Um, I've got a bunch of comments on, on this, but I'm sure you guys probably, Jackson, I don't know if you had any first thoughts or highs or lows or what the hells or anything like that that you might have caught just from this viewing. Yeah. Um, I always thought EF did it first, but uh, it's yeah. interesting to see, to see other uh, versions of it. I, uh, I do like how when he wins, he doesn't reckon he doesn't do, he doesn't understand what's going on. He's walking around in pure delirium and it's, uh, it's very endearing to see that. And it's very humanizing, I think for these writers, which is, uh, important because you only really see them through a, a helmet and some glasses yeah um and it was it it was kind of cool to see just how special that moment was this is matt Heyman's win mm-hmm. um which was my dog's not in pain i promise it's, no it's my wife just got just, home yeah, yeah, yeah. so everybody <laughs> in the background going what the hell are they doing to that just dog? Our car flashback. no he's just yeah. really excited to be here mm-hmm. uh matt Heyman's win uh for, uh for orca green edge um i came away with i first of all i'm so glad that the gopro was invented mm-hmm. um the perspective shots inside perry roubaix are so unbelievable from the peloton's view from a bike rider's view in the race I can't wait till we get to the point where a live feed camera is going to be that much more accessible to to inside the Peloton, where we hear this the swearing, the grinding, the gears, the fuck, you know, stuff like that. You know, it's things like that. Um, it it from the outside, Perry Roubaix looks so glamorous. It looks just like oh, the romance, the wonder of it. And then you look at these guys in the race, and you're going. This is a fucking nightmare. This is this is so brutal. It is, as they say, it's not a war of attrition. It's a war of nutrition, mm-hmm. and I think it's both. Um, and and to hear it from Maddie Heyman's perspective is so cool, especially before they're talking to him, and mm-hmm. he, he he has no idea what awaits him. Yeah, and and against the great Tom Bone and, and stuff like that, I thought that was so such a great way. To present that film, I it, love it. It was really well done. That that is probably um, well. Uh, Dieter actually made a comment on your Facebook page for yeah. Pack Filler, and he's one of the three guys or four guys actually that that Dave Dismount Dave and I 
uh, befriended. And he's like, you know, Matthew Heyman. Yeah. I mean, to them, they they are. If you win Perry Bay, you're a star. And especially, this is one of these races that, you know, har- hardly anybody knows Matthew Heyman. Although, if you're in the, he's yeah. a workhorse. Yeah. And that is that was his 16th or 17th, um, Perry Bay. Um, yeah. and he's, you know, been close. He's just a hardworking guy. To add more to that story he he broke his his arm in at Hitvok which is in February the only training he had and I threw this in because yeah. of you and Jackson cuz you you chase cartoons <laughs> but this is early days of Zwift and and he ended up um doing two sessions uh, you know trainer sessions um you know in the morning and the afternoon for this particular race yeah. And it was so bad he had a stepladder to rest his arm so he could do like Zwift and just ride on Zwift. His I have quotes from him. He says just on the ergo ergo section yeah. sessions, you know, yeah. and that was what he said. And that. and it was about it, it was all on Swift. Yeah. And uh and the other thing is it, this video by the way is on our pa- on uh, the Pack Filler Facebook and on the Team Pack Filler Facebook. So I I I put the, both the links there. Yeah, so, and and you know, he says in Peru Bay is one of these. If you if you flat, get up and go. Yeah. Because you don't know because somebody the, something's going to happen. They can crash or you can crash. Just keep going because you never know where you're going to go. So he didn't think he was going to be any good. He attacks at 180 plus kilometers away from the finish. <laughs> he was in the the lead breakaway, and he wins. Shit. That never happens. Yeah. I mean, rarely happens. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's it's a great one. And everybody, even Tom Boone, he would have he would have broke the record for how many Perry Bays yeah. it would have been five. He said, "I wouldn't, uh, I, I couldn't lost uh, lose to a, a better guy than yeah. than Matthew Heyman." Everybody has positive that, things. That, that was one of guy. the one of the two moments where the u- word fruit was yeah, used cause instead used of F. the F word. <laughs> yeah, and Bonin looks at him and goes, "Fruit, you deserve it, man." <laughs> <laughs> that was the other thing. Uh, that was for Jackson too, so yeah. she doesn't swear. You can just yeah. say fruit, Jay. Yeah, just say fruit. That hurt. <laughs> um, and there was another one, the old fruit moment when the when they w- actually won the race. Yeah. The guys in the team car yeah. and the police are outside the car going, like, "Move this get. fucking car!" And they're John just like, Don. Oh, fruit, move. <laughs> John Don don't care about the race. No. They have a job. Yeah, go. Um, he was 36 mm-hmm. when he won that yeah. race. And speaking of our previous topic, I guess that's yeah. why you keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Good reflection of life. Yeah. You get knocked down. You get up again. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You're never going to let me down. What's that, Jay? I said take 10 banned substances. Sure. Yeah. Whatever it takes. You know, whatever yeah. you can get your hands on, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, any any. Well, I don't need to ask why you chose that because that was a great one. Yeah. That was a really good one. Not that your other ones weren't bad, weren't good, mm-hmm. but that this one I really, I really, and, and that was, in, in my opinion, I'm trying to think back. There's some exciting ones, but it was like the fifteenth, fifteenth round of a heavyweight fight. Those guys were yeah. attacking the last breakaway in the last like seven kilometers. They were just like attacking each other, attacking each other, and, yeah. and then they regrouped at the end. And you're like, you thought it had it sorted out. If you watch it, like the whole race, if you have time to watch it, watch like even right after or she, which is about 60 kilometers to go, 
it, it is a struggle the whole way. There's tactical and anyway. No, it, I it, forgot. It's, it's it, like one of the best Paris-Roubaix. I forgot it came down to that group sprint. For some reason, I thought Heyman rode into the velodrome alone. Yeah. And, and I was watching this going, oh, shit, it didn't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Bonin was with him, and then the, the mm-hmm. other two guys caught on, too. And it was yeah. like, hey, no, it was a Except great Except Van Marke. Not Marca, just sorry. anybody. Oh, yeah. Except <laughs> Van um, Great, great choice, man. And by the way, like I said, we post these uh, links. So sometimes it's a little behind the eight ball and things like that. And I don't get them posted until probably the day of the show. But, um, this one in particular, if you, if it's, it's from Orica green edge, it's, it's their perspective of the 2016 Perry Roubaix. And I, you could probably find it and then, and then give it a watch because th- th- these are great. And we will always post. Um, I think, I think our Facebook is a great way to do it. Um, for the the team and for the the just the regular. So if you look up, if you search Pack Filler on Facebook, uh, chances are you're going to find us, unless you're probably finding some sort of a weird <laughs> lumber industry thing or something like that. I don't know what, what the hell would it be. What I don't know. It just popped into my head. You know, like wood filler. You know, I, know, oh, I, know I, I was thinking of. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, do you got any hints as to where you're taking us next week I'm I'm going to try and find something uh, because we have the Giro coming up Uh, we have Liege best on Liege Um, it may be a Liege one uh, but uh, if not if I can't find something that I find them all entertaining but something on that same lines that I've been trying to keep within that 10 minute but sometimes they go beyond that 20 minutes is not come on yeah you yeah, can watch 20 you minutes. know yeah, so, yeah. You know. but uh if if i find something good on liege i will if not because um the zero starts i think on the 8th of may or something but you know first first week or second week of of may so our good buddy brent says if you haven't seen it watch all for one a full-length documentary on orca green edge yeah i have watched, it. But, have watched yeah, it but yeah but yeah, yeah. Well, okay. we could make that no, the deal. No, he's, mm-hmm. he's just saying that's a Yeah, name. that's, that's a, good one. a good yeah. one. So, um, Jackson, you got anything to sign out with before we before I do the final close? Uh, yes. Uh, of course, follow us on all our social medias. Uh, oh, yeah. Instagram, Facebook, all that. Um, and also tomorrow, uh, after a now two-week hiatus, uh, the weekly ride will be back. So I have one edited and on the docket to shoot out on instagram live so make sure to catch that i haven't done a coffee and comments in a while and i feel bad about it well, i was and, gonna, I, and i told you i had something and then you probably yeah. didn't have anything prepared because well i do in fact i was going to do a bit from coffee and comments tonight to huh. um here here's a little hint this is i didn't want to embarrass you guys but it it would accompany Careful, you're gonna get in trouble. You're I know. Turn it off. That's a hint for mm-hmm. what's gonna be on the next coffee and comments. I actually go full <laughs> karaoke, karaoke. Oh, really? On your ass. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. Yeah, I have a song adaptation for it. Yeah. I was gonna do that tonight. <laughs> I was gonna do that tonight, but it was just Paul in the room, and I, if I sang to him, people would be like, "Oh no, I'd be grossed be like, out." The fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I start dry heaving. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. And I do have to say that the orange bar tape's going to go. Uh, my new bar tape came in today. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. Jax is shaking his head. He disapproved. <laughs> it was good while it lasted. I it, liked it. It, it is black with little orange dots, though. I've <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still got a little splash of color. 
So you're, you won't hate it, but you won't love it, right? Uh, so there we go, everybody. Thanks for listening. Like, subscribe, tell a friend, join the team. You've only got a couple weeks left uh, on that on that deal because I'm going to close out the books on new team members because I, I'm buying all the swag that I send out to you guys every six to eight weeks, and I need to make sure that I get it all here and secure and things like that. And so the the team pack filler membership is only going to it's it's going to close out. The, the the membership drive, so to speak, is going to close out at the end of April, and then it won't start back up until the fall. So if you plan on racing with us, if you plan on participating with us in, in any of our rides or groups or even the, the special things on the show, you might want to do it soon. Um, $250 value minimum for about 50 60 bucks. So there you go. Uh, so jump on board now. Um, like, subscribe. I already said that. Um, I guess I guess that's it for this week, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, sir. Thank Ciao. you, thank you, Jackson. Good to be back again. Yeah, it is, man. Now, wait. Next week, are you going to be in the studio, or two next, weeks? In two weeks. In two I'll be weeks. Back two times. Oh, wow. So Jackson can monitor the live feed because I can't do it very well. I'm not good at it. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.